And as the time is nearing of his return, the devil is uh, working overtime, doesn't he? And I'm not giving him any credit tonight. We know who he is. We know he's a liar and the father of lies. We know he is our enemy. I can honestly say, and I think pastor can back us up, we, we try our best, and we don't mean, I don't mean to sound this boasting or, or bragging, but we try our best to be a friend to preachers. We try our best to be an encouragement. I know every day we have pastors that we pray for and congregations that we pray for. And I think I can, he can back me up, but over the last two weeks, month or two, we have been inundated personally with pastors, lay people that are fighting a battle unlike any other. And I'm not talking a battle of disease, even though that's part of it. I'm not talking a battle of sickness. I'm talking a spiritual battle unlike any other. The devil has unleashed his demons on this nation and on the church of God. And we do have an enemy. And that's my reminder to you tonight. Who our enemy is. It isn't the other denomination down the road. It isn't your neighbor. It isn't your family. They can get on your nerves, but they're not your enemy. The real enemy is the enemy of our soul, and his name is Satan. And the psalmist wrote in Psalm 68, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Notice David did not, even though he is attributed to writing this psalm, he did not say, let my enemies be scattered. He said, let his, referring to God, let his enemies be scattered. You know why he said that? It's because God's enemies are our enemies. And the enemies are common. And he said, let them also that hate him flee before him. And then he almost prays a wish, if you will, or and he gives us a, 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 a comparison of how he wants his enemies to leave him and leave his presence. He said, as smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. He said, as smoke is driven away, so drive them away. Now we know in the word of God, smoke is used to Tell us and give us an example of the power and the glory of God. Calvin Ray mentioned that last night, how the glory of God came in the Old Testament and that the priest couldn't stand to minister in one part and at the other part in Chronicles, they couldn't even get in the door because the glory of God was so thick. It, it, was, it was like a Shekinah glory. The presence of God was visible and thick. They could not even stand to minister. In Isaiah chapter six, when he saw also the Lord high and lifted up, sitting on his, uh, on his throne and his train filled the temple, the doorpost began to shake and the glory of God, it says the smoke filled the house. And so he saw and sensed a visible presence of God and he likened that unto smoke. And you know for everything that God has, Satan has a counterfeit. 
And so in this passage of Scripture, it says as smoke is driven away, so drive them away. David isn't referring to the glory of God and wanting the glory to leave. He's wanting his enemies to leave, and he likens them unto smoke. Now, I think it's ironic over the last few months, we've been dealing with a smoke problem here in America. And I'm not talking about tobacco products. I'm talking about forest fires that have come from Canada and they've infiltrated uh, America and they've caused a lot of problems and a lot of issues. And as the Lord was laying this message on my heart and all of those things were happening around us, I thought this is exactly how the enemy wants to work in and among the Christian people because he is trying to suffocate us. He is trying to choke us out. He's trying to take away our voice. But as David said, I want God to arise. I want the enemies to be scattered. And that's the only way it's going to happen is if we let God arise in our midst. But notice what smoke wants to do. Smoke wants to take away our sight. If you all ever seen the news over the last few months, particularly in the springtime of year, in, in, in New York City and other places, they would do a side-by-side image or a video and they would show one picture where they could see for miles. Almost endless, the sky was so clear and blue and beautiful. And then the very next day, the smoke had infiltrated their area and their community, and they couldn't see their hand in front of their face. Listen, that's what the smoke of the enemy wants to do to us. He wants to take away our sight. You say, what do you mean by taking away our sight? He wants to take away our vision. He wants to take away our focus. The Bible, it's still in the Bible today. I checked it just to make sure without a vision, the people perish. And Satan wants to take our vision. He wants to take our sight. Not only take it away, but he wants to distract us from what we really should be focusing on. And we spend way too much time on social media and focusing on things that ain't going to matter at the end of the day and Satan's using those tools there's nothing wrong with them as in the, whatever they're for but listen Satan can use those as a distraction and get us off the main focus and that's reaching people for Jesus and letting God be first place in our life talking about focus he wants to take our focus and I don't know if you realize this but there is power in our sight we sent my son away to college on August the 2nd, and, got, and then thankfully God allowed him to earn a football scholarship, and he's playing football in Lexington, Kentucky, not at UK, but uh, just north of that, and called Georgetown, Georgetown College. And he was in training camp, and he called us one day. We asked him how it was doing, and he said, Dad, I'm, I'm doing okay, but I'm struggling. My technique is not what it needs to be, and I need to work on my technique. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, my eyes are all messed up. I said, do you need us to get you glasses or, or an eye doctor's appointment? He said, no, that's not what I meant. I can see just fine. He said, my focus is off. I said, what do you mean? He said, the, the defensive line coach was telling me that I'm looking in the wrong direction. He said, the power in, in me comes from where I'm looking and if I'm focusing on the wrong thing I'll generate the power in the wrong direction and I said son you have no idea what you just told me but I said glory to God if we get our focus off what we need to be then our power is focused in the wrong direction but if we get our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and focus on the enemy we have power over Satan 
The smoke wants to take away our sight and wants to take away our shout. I don't know if she's here tonight. It's hard for me to tell. A good crowd here this evening, but we have a dear sister at our church. Her name is Jody Dingus. And, and Jody was in the hospital over in the spring and spent several days there. And the doctors were concerned and she was having a lot of difficulty breathing. And they couldn't find out exactly what was wrong. And so the diagnosis finally came up to this. The doctor said, honey, I hate to tell you this, but your problem is the smoke that's uh, infiltrating our area. It's getting into your lungs and it's causing you uh, breathing problems. And, and she couldn't hardly talk because she was weak and she was having difficulty breathing. And, and I, I got to thinking about that spiritually. That's exactly what Satan wants to do with us. He wants to take away our voice. He wants to take away our shout. I don't know if you're like me, but it seems like over the last few months, Satan trying to get his hands around my neck and shut me up and suffocate me. But the devil is a liar. I will not be defeated. I still have a voice and I'm going to use it to praise the name of Jesus. But he wants to suffocate us. He wants to take away our shout and take away our sight. But the smoke wants to take away our service. I was reading that if you, if you have a smoke-filled home and you have a house fire there's smoke damage. It's very important to make sure you get regular checkups for a few years after you have that fire because it can cause you problems on down the road that you, needed, you didn't even know that you had. From the initial smoke damage, it'll cause you to be weak and crippled down the road. We have a friend of ours that from uh, down in Moorhead, Kentucky, Mount Sterling area, his name is Jared Diatley. Jared uh, spent over 20 years serving our military. He was at our church on Labor Day weekend this past Sunday and preached a powerful message. We're hoping to air on television soon. Just a powerful message. But he was sharing with us one day that over in Afghanistan and Iraq that it had these burn pits. And these burn pits were used by the enemy to be a deterrent and it would be toxic fumes. And he said they would use that to try to ward off us because we were the enemy. And he said, I could close my eyes and I could smell and I knew where I was at by the burn pits. I said, little did I know, that was mid-2000s. Little did I know that in 2022, 2023, I'd be a part of a testing program with hundreds of veterans that we're now experiencing physical issues and health issues because of those burn pits. We didn't know it then, but now, much like those that went to Vietnam and the Agent Orange, how it affected them, the same thing is happening to now the veterans that are now experiencing these physical traumatic issues in their life. The smoke is now causing permanent damage. And it's preventing them from doing what they want to do. They don't have the strength. They don't have the ability to get out and do what they once did because of the smoke damage. And Satan, what he'll do in your life, he'll set little fires. Throughout your life, young people, he'll set little fires of temptation 
middle-aged senior saint, he'll set little fires to try to distract you, and you think, oh, that's nothing, I can handle that, and then on down the road, it'll keep you from doing what you are able to do because of the smoke damage. It wants to take our sight and our shout and our service, but it wants to take our seed. I was reading that if you have children and you have a house fire and you are able to escape that house fire and you tr- go back and live in that same home, it's imperative that every year you get them checked for permanent smoke damage. Got to protect your children. You got to protect your seed. And as I was reading that, my heart broke, thinking that's exactly what the smoke really wants to do. Because our seed is our future. Our seed is what we've invested our life in. And if Satan takes our seed, he'll take the church. Every church under the sound of my voice and watching my live stream, you're one generation away from extinction. If Satan takes your seed. As good as Christ's temple is and as wonderful as they are, they're one generation away from extinction if they lose focus and don't protect their children. And I don't, please, I don't mean this arrogant or mean, and please don't take it wrong. But the reason why that Satan is successful at taking our seed is because we don't expose them to the, the real smoke in the presence of God. We shove them away somewhere and let them play games. And we let people babysit them for an hour or two and never teach them about Jesus. I'm preaching whether you like it or not. It's the truth. Our grandkids and my children, they need to experience and see an old-fashioned move of the Holy Ghost in their life. That's the only thing that's going to keep them and protect them against the enemy is the Holy Ghost of God. I've got a responsibility greater than any in this world. It's that when my dad, when my son Alex and my daughter Abby lay their head down at night, they got to know two things. That God is first in the bare household and their daddy and mommy love them. And if we fail in doing that, I fail what God has called me to do. Listen, it's my responsibility and it's your responsibility. You've got to protect the seed. The smoke wants to take our sight and our shout and our seed and our service. So if we got this smoke and the enemy's coming in in the smoke, how do we get rid of it? He said, as smoke is driven away, let my enemies be driven away. So that prompted some, me some thinking and prompted me to do some research. John, how exactly do you drive smoke? Right? You want to know the answer? Okay, here it is. Three points. You'll remember them. Number one, in order to drive the smoke, you have to clear out the source. Right. 
if you know where the fire and the smoke is, and if you know where the smoke started, you've got to go back to the source and get rid of the source. Or you'll never get rid of the smoke. Right? A few weeks ago, well, it's been about a week or two ago, my, my left foot, I'm, I'm a type 1 diabetic, and I try my best to take care of my feet. And it, you all know that. It's, it's, it's gross, but you got to do it. And so I, I make sure and check them every night before I go to bed. But my left big toe was hurting. And I thought, I've got an ingrown toenail. And Levi, he works with us now. He sings with Mike and Teresa. He's been working with us a couple years. And, and I even took my shoe off. I was wearing these same dress shoes. And, I took, and, and they wasn't hurt on any other shoe. And I thought, man, I really like these shoes. I don't want to get rid of them. And so, sure enough, my toe was red. And I thought, I'm getting an ingrown toenail. And I've seen them on TikTok remove those things. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? It just hurt me thinking about it. They put that really soft music on there to make it better. But it don't. It still hurts. So... I'm looking, and my toenail's not curling, and, you know, it's not doing, and I look, you know, go to, uh, you know, mayoclinic.org, you know, and find well, the symptoms of an ingrown toenail. Well, pain, check, <laughs> you know. So uh, I thought, well, I'll, and when I took the shoe off, I was fine. So I went two or three days, wore the same shoes, and it still hurts. I'm thinking, man, I love these shoes. They were a gift to me. I don't want to get rid of them. And then the light bulb went off. Why don't you check your shoe? I mean, I looked at him, and I couldn't see nothing was wrong. And John, I put my hand up, and, my, and guess what? <laughs> I, I was feeling the top of it, and I thought, well, maybe there's something, you know, a piece of leather's come off and scratch it. No. But guess what was in there? It's a hanky. You say, how in the world does a hanky get in your shoes? Just be a traveling preacher and you'll understand. So, Cal Ray, I had a choice. Do I put the shoe back on and leave the hanky in there and walk around with toe pain? Or do I take the source of the problem out? I took the source of the problem and guess what? No more pain. Duh. And we wonder, the devil seems to be working overtime. The devil's in our church. Get the devil out of your church. He's the source of the smoke. Clear out the source. He's the source of the smoke in your home. Whatever you let in through the, your eye gate and through your ear gate, through your television, through your phone, through your kids' social media account, whatever they let in, I guarantee he's got smoke trailing with it. And you've got to do your best to make sure that you clear out the source because the enemy's around every corner. He's sneaky. He's been doing it for thousands of years. He's a professional. But guess what? I got news for you. Greater is he than is in us and he that is in the world. Clear the source out. Amen. Amen. Clear the source. Secondly, you've got to cover the vulnerable. 
We already talked about the children. They said if you have a house fire, the number one thing to do is to make sure you get the kids out and cover them up. But it also mentioned this. I wasn't even thinking about this. It said make sure if you have anybody living with you that may be elderly or that have breathing difficulties or disabilities and they can't get around, make sure you cover them and protect them from the smoke. And my eye-opener to this young preacher. We talk about protecting our kids and protecting our seed, Karen. But you know what our nation is doing? They don't care about the senior saint. Your government don't care about you. They'd rather you just be gone. And the sad thing is, that same philosophy and principle is creeping into our churches. There are churches that would rather you just send your money in and you keep your mouth shut. They don't even care if you come or not. They just want your money, but they don't want your opinion. I'm preaching. I'm still preaching. But here's a couple of preachers that really understand. And I know I'm preaching to a lot more that feel the same way as I do. How dare we neglect the senior saint, the one that has fasted, the one that has prayed, the one that has sacrificed to get the church to where it is today. Listen, we love you. We want you. We want your spirit. We want your prayers. We want your faithfulness. How dare we neglect the senior saint? It takes all of us. And you may think you're not able to do what you can do anymore. And you may not be able to physically. But you know what? Some of you I knew, you worked all day long. And you struggled all day long. Just drive an hour, half hour, two hours to get here to Huntington, West Virginia. It took everything you had to get into this place. It took everything you had to walk in here. Some of you are battling disease. Some of you are going through cancer. Some of you are struggling, but yet you came. And you know what you did to us tonight? You encouraged us just by being here and being faithful. You got to cover the vulnerable, clear away the source, and finally, and I'm hurrying. The best way to drive smoke is to concede to the wind. Don't you love it when Tony Cavalier on WSAG Channel 3 has a storm coming? Isn't that so exciting to see how excited he gets? Especially when it's a rare occurrence. Oh, I mean, he just, he's, a, he's, a, he's up, you can tell, he don't go to sleep for days. They still can't pronounce Gallipolis, <laughs> but they're trying. So, when this smoke was coming in, I mean, it's a rare event, you know. It's coming in, you don't know how long it's going to stay. But John, here it is. Here's what he would say. You just wait. Because tomorrow, the wind's going to change direction. And when the wind changes direction, it'll drive the smoke away. 
Now, I know I'm preaching to people that know what the wind represents in the Bible, right? The wind represents the blessed Holy Ghost of God. <laughs> and if we truly want the smoke to drive out of our homes, out of the church house, and out of our hearts, we just got to let the wind blow. We've got to let the wind blow. We've got to let the Holy Ghost have his way. Concede to the wind and allow him to do what he wants to do. Preacher, I got a challenge for you. Pray about this. Ask the Lord to lead your service. But next service, why don't you get up and just start preaching? Just throw the devil a curveball. You say, we, you know, we scoff at all the churches that have a program and follow it X, Y, Z, but we do the same thing. We just don't have it wrote down. Lead off with prayer. Sing a couple congregational songs. Have family prayer. Take an offering. Have special singing. Preach. Go home. Look what God did through us today. It's time for us to shake things up a bit. The devil knows what we're doing. You got to let him have a curveball every now and again. And say, Holy Spirit, move. Do what you want to do. But sometimes, there's this one time that I, I love to cook bacon. And this one time, Sister Candy Calray's wife told me how to cook bacon the best way. You cook it in the oven. Well, I forgot about it. And my kitchen started to fill with smoke. So I've got a, I've got a conundrum. I've got to get rid of the bacon. But it's bacon. And number two, I got to get rid of the smoke, but it's bacon smoke. There's the next Aquadigio fragrance, bacon smoke. Wouldn't that be awesome? So I was, I looked at, how do you get rid of smoke? And I'm telling you, this is the, this is the honest truth. I, can't, I couldn't make it up even if I tried. But here's what they said. If you have a smoke in your kitchen and you can't get rid of it and it's thick, the first thing to do is open the windows, right? That's obvious because that gets rid, uh, you know, lets the wind and current. But sometimes, you know, here in this area, sometimes we don't have a lot of wind. So you got to do your best to help drive it away. So here's what you do. I'm going to move this because this is too good. You take you a solution of water and vinegar. You take you a rag or a towel, and you soak it in that water solution. And then, here's what it said, stand right in the middle of the smoke and do this. I'm telling you, I'm not making, you can look it up. I, you're going to do it when you get home. I promise it's there. But I ran over it one more time, and I said, are you serious? Stand right in the middle of the smoke and just do this? And I said, that's what I do every Sunday at Rubyville. I'm up in the pulpit. The Spirit of God comes, and I just begin to praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Yeah, come on, Peyton. You got yours, Peyton. Come on, buddy. There you go. There you go, Peyton. You got, yeah, there you, come on, Dan. You got, anybody else got one? Get it out, get it out, get it out, let's go. There you go, 
Drive the smoke away. Drive it away. But here, you missed the best part. Get right in the middle of the smoke. That's what I couldn't get over. Fred, I couldn't get over. Stand right in the middle of the smoke and do this. And I said, thank you, Jesus. That's the surefire, pun intended, surefire way to get rid of the smoke. Stand right in the face of the enemy and lift hands to God and say hallelujah. Glory to God. And Satan has to flee. Woo! Glory to his name. Get you a song ready. As they're getting ready, Levi, go ahead and play something softly there. You all get you a song ready. The enemy thinks we're defeated. And you know why he's fighting so hard? He's working overtime because he knows his time is short. And our time is short. So you know what we need to do from now until the end of time? Praise God like we've never praised him before. Drive the smoke away. Say, Satan, you can't have my kids. You can't have my grandkids. You can't have my church. You can't have my family. I've invested too much. I've prayed too long. I've given too much just to see it die. I'm going to stand and praise him. Drive the smoke. But the real enemy of our soul, the real enemy that all of us have faced is the enemy of sin. And some of you, I pray everyone in here tonight, you know the Lord is your Savior. Now this this meeting, we knew it would be an uphill climb. It's been four years since we've been here. And we knew we were, Pastor myself, we had it in mind. so if we could just get the people there and get the people there that need to be there, we can encourage them and help them. Because I'm telling you, we have the best opportunity in the history of this world to win people to Jesus. The men are getting separated from the boys, so to speak. And it's time for us as Christians to do all that we can to drive the smoke and see our family come to Christ. Your heads are bowed just for one moment. Is there anybody here with me and Pastor Cal looking on, is there anybody here that would say, Brian, I do not know Jesus as my Savior. I need the Lord. I need to be saved. That's the real reason why we're here is to see somebody come to Christ. Is there anyone at all? Brian, pray for me. I need Jesus. Anyone? Anyone? God bless you. Maybe you're a child of God. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't leave here without knowing him. Yeah. Tonight's your night, buddy. You ought to come on. Just let Pastor pray with you. Okay. Okay. God loves you tonight. You know that. Listen, child of God, you may be discouraged and fighting a battle like I mentioned at the very beginning of the service. And you say, Brian, I need prayer. I need strength to drive this smoke away. Pray for me. 
God bless you, bless you all, all over, all over. Bless your heart. Oh, God, help him tonight. Help him, Jesus. God bless you. Thank you. Bless you in the back. Thank you. Oh, I know some of you are fighting sickness and disease, and your kids are just running, running havoc and away from God. Bless you. Your grandkids are on drugs. They're addicted, and they need help. God bless you. Oh, my. I know we have a battle. I know we have an enemy. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Not just because it's me, but I really feel impressed. Everyone that raised their hand, even though the, those that you didn't, if you're, un, if you're able at all, I'm going to ask you to stand. Come down here and let's drive the smoke away. Come on, let's drive the smoke away. Come on, let's be standing. Let's be standing. Come. Come to these altars. Come to these altars. Come. Come, flood these altars. Let's drive the smoke away. Preachers, come and help these pray if you wouldn't care. If you wouldn't care, come around and gather and help them. Come on.